Welcome in. You're listening to Locked On Now NHL, local experts weighing in on the biggest stories on the ice. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every single weekday. We've got our Locked On NHL host here recapping playoff action from last night. One low-scoring overtime game and a high-scoring shootout highlighted the night's two playoff games. We'll start with the one that needed extra time in Carolina. The Biggest Game The Hurricanes trailed going into the third period at home against the Rangers yesterday, but Carolina scored in the third and then in overtime to get the 1-0 advantage in the series. Locked on Hurricanes reviews a big Game 1 victory. Hey there, hockey fans. Jared Ellis here, host of Locked on Hurricanes. And tonight was round two, game one against the New York Rangers. And the Carolina Hurricanes got to a, off to a really rough start. The first two periods did not look good for the Hurricanes. And thanks to some stellar goaltending from Auntie Ronta, the Carolina Hurricanes were able to go into the third period down just one nothing to their Metro Division rivals. But thankfully, in the third period, something clicked. And the Carolina Hurricanes came out buzzing. Sebastian Ajo tied it up for the Hurricanes. And then heading into overtime after Game 7, seeing Max Domi as an unlikely hero, Game 1 of this series saw Ian Cole score the overtime game winner to give the Hurricanes a one nothing series lead. So you know Seth from Locked on Wild and Hunter from Locked on Penguins are loving this, and I am loving it as well, as well as all of the Kaniacs across Raleigh, North Carolina, and North Carolina as a whole. We are loving it. This team showed a lot of resilience in this game to be able to battle back and come back with the win. And now they look to Friday in game two to take a 2 nothing series lead and really try to put this series away early. They got a lot of work to do, a lot of hockey left to play, but the Carolina Hurricanes got it done here in game one. The Rangers are used to fighting from behind already in these playoffs, and now they have to do it again from at least down one early. To make sure things don't get as desperate as they did against Pittsburgh, our Locked on Rangers host looks at how the team will need to improve in Game 2. Hey, what is going on, hockey fans? John Chick of Locked on New York Rangers. Let me just uh, start by saying that even though the Rangers lost 2-1 in Game 1 in overtime against the Carolina Hurricanes, it was nice to finally, as a Ranger fan, watch this team play hockey without its season on the line. Obviously, a loss tonight was not going to end the Rangers' season as a loss in any of the preceding three games against Pittsburgh would have. But with all that said, this game tonight really does feel like a missed opportunity for the New York Rangers. You know, they were largely in control of this game. I thought certainly they were the better team for the first two periods of the game. You had the uh, early goal by Philip Heedle. Rangers couldn't really build on that lead. They even had some puck luck on their side in this game. You know, the Canes were down by one goal in the third period. And they had a couple of shots go off the post, including one on a breakaway. And... Unfortunately, you know, the Rangers weren't able to hold the lead. The Kings tie it with, what was it, like two minutes and 25 seconds left there. And then uh, they just kind of throw the net, does Ian Cole in the overtime period, and they win it just like that. So uh, it's not the end of the world. You know, the Rangers are a resilient bunch. They tend to uh, bounce back when their backs are against the wall. We certainly saw uh, plenty of evidence of that in this past series. But again, it felt like this game was the Rangers for the taking. They didn't end up getting it and uh, let the Canes get away with not being at their best. And still ending up winning the game. So, unfortunate result for the Rangers. But 
Uh, certainly not going to give up on them now. I know a lot better than that at this point, especially when you look once again at the preceding series against the Penguins. But uh, we're going to be breaking this all down on the next episode of Lockdown New York Rangers. Do not miss it. The Calgary Flames scored three goals in each of their three periods, more than enough to beat the Oilers in game one of their series. Locked on Flames was overwhelmed with scoring, but happy to be a game one winner. What a way to kick off the Battle of Alberta. What's up, everyone? I'm Jess Belmosto from Locked on Flames, and what an absolute mess of a game tonight but it was so much fun the flames ended up winning nine to six over the edmonton oilers the flames set a new stanley cup playoff record with two goals in the first 51 seconds ended up blowing a six to two lead end up winning nine to six i don't understand how or why it happened, but it happened. Matthew Kachuk had uh, a hat trick. Blake Coleman had two goals. Andrew Mangiapane had a goal. It feels like everybody found their way on the score sheet tonight. And this was all without Chris Tanev, who again missed tonight's game due to an undisclosed injury that he suffered in game six. So going forward, we do have to expect Markstrom to play a little bit better of a game, but I am so ready for this series and hopefully it doesn't go seven, but hopefully we get some more personal below-the-belt chirps from Matthew Kachuk. It's not every day that six goals in hockey isn't even close to winning, but Edmonton at least has something to take away as a positive after a weird way to go down 0-1 in a series. Locked on Oilers tries to make sense of it all post-game. Well, we waited 31 years for that as the Calgary Flames take game one of the Battle Alberta in the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, 9-6. to six. No, I swear to you, it's not the 80s again. It is 2022, as the Oilers could not start a game again. They allowed two goals in the first period, three in the first six minutes, as uh, the Calgary Flames are able to chase Mike Smith in the first six minutes. Three goals on nine shots for the Flames, as Miko Koskinen would come in in relief and make his first appearance in the playoffs. The Oilers trailed in this game 5-1 and 6-2. They were down four goals twice in this game. And let's be honest, if it wasn't for Connor McDavid's goal and three assists, four points, probably would have been uglier. He scored his 18th point of the playoffs already in eight games in game one while well, he scored four points in game one of the battle of uh, of alberta excuse me zach hyman also getting two goals as once again i mean this guy came from the toronto maple Leafs, never made it past the first round in toronto and he came out and really had an impressive game for the oilers really showed out big game player for zach hyman this Battle of Alberta in Game 1 was the highest scoring game in Battle of Alberta history. Again, I like I mentioned, that 80s series, all of those 80s series seemed like they were scoring at least 12 goals a game. 9, 6, 15 goals in this game as Game 2 will go Friday night in Calgary at 8 that's all for today on Locked On Now NHL. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every single weekday. Make sure you tune in to Locked On NHL and your team's Locked On podcast, especially now during these playoff runs. I'm Kanani Stevens. This has been Locked On Now.